Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Two hostages have been released in Haiti, group says. France sends police forces to Guadeloupe amid COVID riots. St. Croix Energy wins bid for Lime Tree Bay Refinery. Pan American Health Organization director believes unvaccinated should pay for testing. University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center investigates reports of fluctuating water levels at Dominica's Boiling Lake. And New York renames major subway station in honor of Haitian immigrants. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, November 22nd. We start a report today in Haiti. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports that two of the 17 American and Canadian Christian missionaries taken hostage in Haiti last month have been released. The group that arranged their travel to the Caribbean nation said on Sunday without giving further details. We have learned that two of the hostages in Haiti were released, Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries said in a statement. The 16 American and one Canadian, including five children, were abducted in October after visiting an orphanage. The incident has highlighted Haiti's dire kidnapping problem, which has worsened amid economic and political crises and escalating violence. In other news, Bahamanews.net also via Voice of America reports that French authorities sent police special forces to the island of Guadeloupe, a French overseas territory, as protests over COVID-19 restrictions erupted into rioting and looting for the third day in a row. On Sunday, many road blockades by protesters made traveling across the island nearly impossible. Firefighters reported 48 interventions overnight into Sunday morning. The protests were called for by trade unions to denounce France's COVID-19 health pass, which is required to access restaurants and cafes, cultural venues, sports arenas, and long-distance travel. Demonstrators are also protesting France's mandatory vaccinations for health care workers. The island's 400,000 people has one of the lowest vaccination rates in France at 33%, compared with 75% across the country. French Interior Minister Gerald Darmain denounced the violence as unacceptable in an interview Sunday with the La Parisian newspaper. He said 50 officers from police special forces were arriving Sunday in Guadeloupe. They come in addition to 200 other police sent to the Caribbean island from France's mainland. The state will stand firm, he said, adding that 31 people have been arrested. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that St. Croix Energy won the bankruptcy court action for Lime Tree Bay Refinery on St. Croix Virgin Islands last Thursday afternoon. According to the report, the South Shore facility on St. Croix is likely to see the refinery restart if the company can get past environmental and regulatory hurdles it must overcome. A statement provided to the media following the successful outcome St. Croix Energy Director of Communications and Public 
Relations Ashley Scotland said, emerging as the top bidder for the Lime Tree Bay refinery asset is a good thing. However, St. Croix Energy continues to remain focused and steadfast on accomplishing the other milestones necessary for our company and the U.S. Virgin Islands community to see a safe and environmentally conscious restart of the Lime Tree Bay facility. A number of scrappers groups that intended to purchase the facility to dismantle and sell all of its useful parts were part of the Thursday auction. Goldman Sachs was also a part of the bidding, but in the end, St. Croix Refinery, which had raised its bid to $29 million, a $9 million increase from its stocking horse offering of $20 million, was elected the winning bidder. The additional $9 million in funding from St. Croix Energy to cover professional fees of the debtor through a transitional service agreement, which will have the debtor's current Lime Tree Bay operate the refinery on behalf of St. Croix Energy, the company said. The process was overseen by Judge David Jones, the chief bankruptcy judge for the Southern District in Houston, Texas. Dominica News Online reports that the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center has received reports of fluctuating water levels at the Boylan Lake in Dominica, according to a statement on the center's Facebook page. It was also indicated in the post added that the investigations are currently underway and an update will be provided shortly. Dominica News Online learned that some of the officials from the University of the West Indies Seismic Center are currently on the island and visiting the Boylan Lake has been scheduled for today, Monday, November 22nd. In addition to officials from the Seismic Center, the party will also include staff from the Division of Forestry and a National Park and the ODM. The ODM and the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center are the official sources of information on geological hazards in Dominica and the English-speaking Eastern Caribbean. Dominica News Online also reports that while the Pan-American Health Organization, Dr. Carice Ethian, has made it clear that the Pan-American Health Organization's holds the view that mandatory COVID-19 vaccines should be a sovereign decision. She personally believes that unvaccinated should be made to pay a fee for testing. Her comments came over the weekend on the Prime Minister's A New Palais program, where she was a guest. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt sought advice from the Dominican-born Pan-American Health Organization director on whether his government should make mandatory vaccination a decision he initially stated he would refrain from making. In her response, Dr. Eaton withheld her personal view on mandatory inoculation, but reiterated the Pan-American Health Organization's position. She pointed out that based on statistics where mandatory vaccination has been deployed, the coverage has risen, especially among healthcare workers. She suggests that the costs incurred by the government in most instances to purchase test kits could be used in other areas 
in the fight against the coronavirus. The Pan American Health Organization official acknowledges that the vaccine does not prevent one from contracting and spreading the virus, but she insists that transmissibility to a vaccinated person is much less than to an unvaccinated person. She warned that based on the trajectory of this pandemic, it may become endemic if all citizens do not get vaccinated and follow health protocols as the figure for herd immunity has not been determined. Dr. Edian pointed out that in some countries such as Chile and Uruguay, spikes in cases are still being reported despite their 70% vaccination rate. Caribbean National Weekly reports that the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, the company that oversees the running of trains and buses in New York, has formally renamed New Kirk Avenue Subway Station in Flatbush, Brooklyn, in honor of Haitian immigrants. New Kirk Avenue, Little Haiti, the Metropolitan Authority says, reflects the station's location in the section of Flatbush, which is home to New York's thriving Haitian American community. The proposal to rename the station is a result of legislation included in the 2021-2022 fiscal year enacted New York State budget, sponsored by Assembly Member Rodney Bishot Permalin, the daughter of Haitian immigrants and State Senator Kevin Parker, who both represent the neighborhood in Brooklyn. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority said the legislation provided funding for the cost of new signage, alterations to maps in the station, and on subway cars to reflect the name change, as well as to update the audio system on platforms and in trains. According to the most recent U.S. Census data, Haitians are the largest immigrant group in Flatbush and make up more than 20 percent of the neighborhood's foreign-born population. Migration Policy Institute, a think tank based in Washington, D.C., said Brooklyn has more than 90,000 Haitian Americans, the third largest concentration in the United States. The Caribbean Journal reports that Frontier Airlines is launching another new nonstop route to the Caribbean with services from Orlando, Florida to Antigua and Barbuda. The low-cost carrier will kick off its new nonstop flights on December 4th with weekly services starting on Saturdays just ahead of what's projected to be a very strong holiday season for the destination. The new flight launch comes as Antigua and Barbuda was recently named Best Honeymoon Destination in the Caribbean at the Caribbean Journal's Travel Choice Awards 2021. Caribbean National Weekly reports that the government of the Bahamas says it now has resumed flights to Haiti and Cuba, thereby lifting the travel ban imposed for both Caribbean destinations. The announcement was made on Friday by Prime Minister's Press Secretary Clint Watson, who said the airline Bahamasier had resumed its flights to Haiti. There will be two flights per week, Bahasir, one to Cap Haitien and the other to Port-au-Prince, and there will be four flights to Cuba each week. 
Bahamanews.net reports that Disney Cruise Lines announced on November 17th that all cruise passengers age five and up would need to be vaccinated against COVID-19 to board their ships. The policy will be enforced beginning January 13, 2022. Currently, Disney requires that children present proof of negative results from a PCR test conducted prior to departing. Other cruise lines have not announced similar moves, though Carnival, which owns nine cruise lines, is weighing the mandatory vaccination of children age five and up. Also, Royal Caribbean CEO Richard Fain supports vaccination mandates. However, no plan has been put into place to enforce such rules. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, November 22nd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.